Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Hope you're having a good day. So it's a nice sunny day here in London. And uh, just in case you don't know me, I'm the author of the book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. I was a financial advisor for 25 years, working for banks, insurance companies, and running my own business. Uh, so I, I've seen tens of thousands of people uh, and gone through their financial situation and, and you know, looked at the economy. I've also lived through a lot of uh, recessions. I, I've lived through... Uh, recessions in the, in the 80s. Uh, I think there were two quite bad recessions in the 80s where I, I remember paying on my mortgage 16 and a quarter percent. That's when interest rates just, just shot up through the roof. Then there were recessions, uh, the 87, the recession that followed the 1987 stock market crash uh, and, and ran in, in well into the 90s. And, you know, obviously the 2008, they call it the Great Recession, although I don't think it was as great as some of the other recessions in terms of the, the damage that it did because we kept interest rates low. And, and now we, we see that we're in another recession and possibly going into even a depression not seen since the, really the 1930s, that, that sort of level. Obviously, I didn't live through that. Uh, but I, I, I have studied this and I know that um, it, it, at that time, uh, it was thought that, um, you know, after the, the initial sort of 1929 stock market crash, things sort of recovered a little bit and the government did some things and the bankers did some things and things seemed to be, you know, OK, going back to normal. And then the big, the, the, the massive shock came and, and the stocks, some stocks plunged by up to 80% of their value. So even big companies, Fords and, and General Motors, you know, the stocks went down to 80% by 80%, so they're already left with 20% of their value. Some of the stocks did. And, and it took the markets and, until the 1950s to recover. It took over 20 years for, for the markets to, to recover from this, this big uh, crash. 4,000 banks crashed, by the way, and that was before the government had uh, guarantees in place. This is in America. So, you know, I, I've looked at this history, and to me, there's a lot of parallels I can see between this and 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 that time that that big and, and one of the parallels is that we went through a period of high spending where people had lots of debt lots of consumer debt think they thought the good times would would roll on it would never end uh, and and that that that's just one of the parallels high government borrowing also we're seeing at the moment and i don't think we've really recovered from the the last uh, recession 2008 the great recession because the fundamentals are, are not back to where they were you know we've 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 got very high levels of debt and borrowing with with governments uh, now the cost of the current coronavirus crisis uh, to the uk government is is expected to rise to 123 billion uh, that's 26 billion up on previous estimates and borrowing for this year is expected to reach a staggering 298 billion that's nearly 300 billion and i think it will probably end up as more than that uh, you think of a billion, these figures are thrown around, aren't they? Oh, a billion here and a billion there. But if you think of a million pounds, 
if you had a million pounds now, you'd, you'd be quite comfortable, wouldn't you? If you if you spent that money separate uh, carefully and you invested it in something that would give you an income, that that could last you for the rest of your life and maybe the rest of your children's life. You know, if you got five percent on that money, that would give you fifty thousand a year. You could do a lot with a million, right? Even though millions not what it used to be, as they say. So think of a billion. What's a billion? A billion's a thousand million pounds. One thousand million pounds is a billion, right? So that's an incredible amount of money, and that's just one billion. If you think of billionaires, we hear about billionaires. Donald Trump, billionaire. Richard Branson, billionaire. You know, there's there's millions of millionaires, but there's only a, a, a limited amount of billion billionaires. Uh, they, they they used to say there were 30 billionaires living in London. I'm sure it's more. Uh, there was another figure I saw. There were 500 billionaires in the world. Well, maybe there's more than that, but there's not that many billionaires. That's a lot of money, a billion pounds. You know, a billion pounds would, would be more than enough. You could... You know, that that would last you forever, even if you bought uh, cars and boats and yachts and that sort of thing, big houses in Knightsbridge, a billion's a lot of money. So think of 300 billion, 300 billion. It's it's a hell of a lot of money. Now, I, I believe that the, the budget for the NHS is something like 134 billion for the year. So all these people say the government never spends on the on the NHS. Well, think about this, 134 billion, and that's not including all the other money that we've piled into it. Where does this money come from? Well, part of it comes from taxes, but it also comes from borrowing. And each year the government has a borrowing requirement because the amount we pay in taxes doesn't appear to cover what we spend each year as a country. So people say, well, I've paid all these taxes, but probably the tax you're paying is not really covering everything that you've got around you, the infrastructure, uh, the, the country, the, the, the police, the army, the, the, the protection we get as a nation, uh, and, and all of the infrastructure that's been built probably before our time. You know, the, 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 the drainage system that keeps us from getting diseases like cholera. Uh, I, I'm just going through the rail system, roads and all these sort of things are just there. All these things have had to be paid for and the tax we pay for most of us, unless we're in the top rate of taxes, for most of us, the tax doesn't really cover all of that. Plus the fact that, you know, if you've had children at school, that's £5,000 per child per year. You know, how much tax do you pay? Particularly on low income earners and people on minimum wage are not covering even what they spend in the year and, and their health spending, the education spending for their children, let alone what it costs to run the whole country. So think about that. And the, the amount of debt that we're incurring now is is, is reaching World War Two debt levels uh, in, in terms of, you know, what we're we're spending as a, as a as percentage of our GDP. Annual borrowing now will hit 15.2% of our uh, uh, whole economy. And that's the highest since World War II, which was 22%. And think about this. The debt that the UK had in, in World War II to, the, to, the Amer to America, basically. I mean, we hear about America uh, coming in uh, lately in the war. But they, we had to borrow money from America to keep us going. And and it wasn't given to us. It was it was a loan. And that took, do you know how long it took to, to repay? Think about how much, how long is a mortgage? 25 years. Well, this took 61 years to be repaid and was not paid off until 2006. I remember that reading in the paper, the World War debt's been paid off 2006. I mean, that's 61 years. It's an incredible amount of time and money and interest that was paid on that. And if we think about the debt level now reaching that sort of level of GDP and percentages, um, that 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 is worrying because it's it's setting off a sort of a generational debt 
crisis that will take literally generations to repay, probably by our children, our grandchildren to, to repay that debt that's been caused by this pandemic uh, that, that uh, well, we, we won't say it's come out of China. China, as, as Trump said, it's come from China. It's come from China, China. OK, well, OK, we can argue about that all day long. But what, what we do know is that it's here and, and that's it, you know, and, and we've got to deal with it. And we've got to repay it. The Chancellor Rishi Sunak said that we're already in recession, and we know that, I think, six million or so unemployed. Uh, in the US, one in four US workers is now claiming some sort of jobless benefit. <clears throat> and the jobless figure now has, has soared by a further three million to 36 million people. That is like the, the depression kind of level, believe me. Uh, it, it's really serious. And with the WHO saying that the, the coronavirus may never go away, um, we may need to start adapting to a new kind of economy, a new lifestyle, really, a completely new economy. And a lot of conspiracy theorists have said that this is what they're planned all along. You know, the David Icke's of this world is this is what the 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 uh, the, the the clan or the uh, the cults and uh, the cabals have been planning all along. You know, Bill Gates and, and and these sorts of people have been planning this all along. Bill Gates, I think it's Bill Gates, Tony Blair, the Clintons have, have been planning this all along that they're going to spread this virus and then we'll have, have this new economy, this new maybe cashless economy. Who knows? Uh, but I, I, I think there is some seriousness into this that, uh, you know, if you think of viruses, smallpox and, and not maybe smallpox not a virus but if you think of viruses that have been around since biblical times they haven't really gone away so this coronavirus could maybe it never will go away uh, so we'll, we'll have to see but we could be in a situation where we're in a whole new economic model uh, with perhaps less shops around less offices around as we do more stuff online uh, maybe no cash anymore uh, some people might think that's a good thing I'm not so sure and don't forget in in in, in the depression drastic measures were taken the u.s government wanted everyone to surrender their gold and gold wasn't allowed to be held in certain forms and i think until the 1970s uh, from 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 the, the the depression people had to surrender their gold they were given a price for it but they could not hoard gold anymore so who knows what could happen and that's because they wanted to control the money supply they wanted to control our money so if it goes cashless it's much easier for them to control our money so what what do you do to adapt to this what do you invest in well one thing is is it could could be property uh, that that is a real asset and people that have held property for, for thousands of years, like the Duke of Westminster, have, have preserved their wealth intact in and, and it's grown and grown and grown. The only thing that stopped people passing on this wealth is, is death duties and estate charges. And that, that, that requires a lot of planning. But property is maybe one way where you, you can preserve your wealth and maybe is a way that you can generate a second income to, to combat you know, unemployment, loss of income, loss of hours. Maybe your your employer might cut your hours down. Maybe your job may never come back even. Who knows? I think a lot of businesses just are just not coming back out of this. Uh, I can see, you know, when I was in business, you know, if we lost income for, say, a couple of months, that, that would be it. We'd have to close down. So luckily we didn't have to do that. But I, I, I don't know how businesses can survive having lost already two months of business and then been told that there might be further a couple of months of business gone as well. The, the, the travel and leisure industry, uh, you know, which accounts for a large percentage of the UK's uh, GDP, 
may never get back this summer and that that could be the end of it so we, we know you just got to pick up the paper and see how many jobs have been lost uh, perhaps for good and how many companies may go bust including many of the high street stores we've already seen them go bust so i think we're going to have to adapt maybe to a new economy there could be a new economic revolution going on right under our eyes a lot of people don't even realize these revolutions are going on until till they're over so what do you do about this well um i think if you want to learn about property there, there, there is, I, I, you know, I'm just talking about here a property summit being held on Sunday. So if you're not doing anything on Sunday, uh, perhaps join into a property summit run by Kevin McDonald and David Siegler. These are people that specialize in helping people to get into property uh, with, without using any of their own money. Uh, one of the strategies is, is, is something called rents rent, which is a way of generating fast cash flow without actually having to to buy properties and, and put down large deposits. But there are many other strategies that they can teach you much better than I can uh, that, that can help you perhaps generate a second income or perhaps replace the income that you've already got within a year. Now, I wouldn't go charging into properties at the moment because I think properties are still going to go down. I, I think we haven't seen the start of the, the, the property market slump. I, I think there is going to be a problem. Many landlords are going to be in problems because uh, falling rents uh, or non-payment of rents, increased taxes, increased legislation. There's a lot of uh, dissatisfied landlords out there. I go to landlords meetings and they all look miserable. <laughs> they all, oh, the government are doing this, the local authorities, they're all miserable. They really want to get out of it. They like the income, but they don't like being a landlord. And, and I'm the same. Um, so, check out that i'm going to put a link up to it it's absolutely free it starts at 10 o'clock on sunday you can go to this property summit run by two experts two multi-millionaires who, who can show you ways of getting into property and educate you properly on how to get into property uh, but without taking too many risks uh, without you know putting up all your capital and perhaps losing money and a way of getting into things pretty quickly so that you know you can adapt to this new market and maybe who knows you could change your life by doing that so check it out check it out on sunday i'll put a link up to this very shortly and you know register now because there'll only be limited places and just check it out have a look at it uh who knows you've got to keep an open mind here because i i, I really think things are not going back to where they were before i don't see us going back to the same way of life as we had before things have changed now and i, I think they've, they've changed for the good so, some for good i mean some things have changed for the, for the better um I, I don't know maybe there'll be less pollution around in the world uh, maybe we'll be spending more time working from home which is a good thing and and maybe as a business you can run a business without spending too much money on physical premises like offices but that's going to be a big uh big problem for some landlords uh but there'll be other opportunities for other people who can take advantage of of the situation as it is remember it's not the strongest that survive but it's the most adaptable that survive in in nature so perhaps you, if you want to be one of them educate yourself reach rethink reaching think your mind re rethink things and and retune your mind so that you can take advantage of the coming opportunities that will come about even through this crisis even through a recession and a depression there's always opportunities fortunes are always made during times of trouble and turbulation and disruption so check it out have a look at the the uh the link afterwards and and just just remember that um 
you know, whatever happens, if you educate yourself and you adapt to things, you can come through this uh, in in one piece and, and maybe even thrive rather than just survive this this recession. So thanks for listening. Have a good evening. And this is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. So from London now, I'll say good night and have a good evening. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 